Shalom, good people. Thank you for joining us on our first podcast. My name is Henry Kefer, the senior pastor of Bethel Culture Family Church. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the mystery of the anointing. I've had many people over the years asking me about what's the anointing, what makes the anointing to increase. And today we're going to be dealing with that subject. So we're going to look at what is the anointing, how does the anointing increase, and also we're going to look at the life of Jesus, uh, reflecting on few scriptures that talk about his life and, and, and also uh, uh, how Jesus was anointed, how he walked in power. So now many believers, they don't know, like they don't even understand him of how the anointing works. They think that the anointing is only for pastors, it's only for prophets, bishops. I want to tell you this thing, that the anointing is for everyone. Uh, the day you, 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 you gave your life to Christ, the day you got born again and said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart, be my Lord and personal Savior, uh, you received the anointing. You received the anointing. Because you, you received Christ, the Messiah. Messiah means the anointed one. So you received the anointed one in the inside of you. That's why Paul says that Christ in me, the hope of glory. Christ in me. So Christ in you, the Messiah, he is the anointed one. So the anointing of God is already in the inside of you. But what we need to do, what we need to do now is to give you an awareness on how to increase the anointing so the first the, the first thing that we're going to look at before i gave you the definition of the anointing is how does the anointing come how does the anointing come so the anointing comes when there is an when there is an atmosphere of love so what type of atmosphere of love? Because there are different types of love. You know, there is, you know, brother love. There is, you know, sister love. There is a relationship between boyfriend and girlfriend. But now we want to talk about the love of God. The love that we have for God. John chapter number 14, verses 21 to 24. Um, it's, it's going to answer this question. How does the anointing come? So now, Jesus says in John chapter number 14, it says that he who has my commandments and he keeps them, it is he who loves me. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him. And manifest myself. So how does God manifest the first step that God manifests to you is through his anointing. You start to feel his power around you. You start to feel some sages around you. If there's an electric cable, if that cable is naked, if you touch it, you can feel the power. The power will just zap you. That's how the anointing comes. So now Jesus here says that if you keep my commandments, if you have my commandments, if you keep them, you love him. 
And now if you love him, he will manifest himself to you. So the, how, how, how does God manifest himself to you? Through love. You have to be desperate. You must be desperate for God. You must love God. The Bible says that we love him because he first loved us. So God loves you. He loved you at least you were a sinner. He loved you when you when you joined his kingdom. So now you have to start to love him. How do you start to love him? By keeping his commandments. And what are the commandments of God? It is the word of God. Med meditating the word of God. Keeping his word. Walking in his word. Amen, somebody. So now Judas, scriptures continue to say that Judas, uh, notice Carol, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which, which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. So if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. So now if you love God, you will keep his word. Joshua chapter number 1 verse 8. Meditate upon this word day and night. Let it not depart out of your mouth. So now Joshua was given the secret to increase in the anointing of God. It was not like, hey, if you love me so much, if you love me so much, if you want to be victorious, if you want to walk in higher realms, you have to keep this word. So now when Jesus comes to the New Testament, he says that if you love me, you will keep my word. So one of the things that shows that you love God is when you keep his word. Most people are lazy to study the word of God. Most people are lazy to study the word of God. You must not be lazy to study the word of God. You must love the word of God. Because why? The, the more you love the word of God, the more God reveals himself to you. God reveals himself to you through his word. He reveals himself through his word. So now he says that if you love me, if you keep my word, I will manifest myself to you. So that's how the anointing comes. So now, what, what Jesus was talking about in John chapter number 14, verse 24, he was talking about the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. The abiding presence of the Holy Spirit. That for the Holy Spirit to manifest in the inside of you, for him to work in the inside of you, there must be love. Miracles happen in an atmosphere of love. As you are listening to this word, as the love of God is increasing in your heart right now, there is a miracle that's already happening in the atmosphere. Something powerful is happening in the atmosphere. Something powerful is happening in the atmosphere right now. If you believe it, receive it. It's yours. So now let's talk about what is God's anointing. What is God's anointing? So the anointing of God, it is knowing the supernatural presence of God upon us. It is being aware of his presence with us. I can say that, you know, the anointing of God, it is a physical experience when we feel the warm presence of God and glow of God upon our body. You know, you, you just feel something. You just feel a rush over you. 
you just feel that you know something has touched me something is upon me i remember the first time when i encountered the anointing of god it was you know it was after i went to a scripture union when i was in high school there's this other guy who came and he preached about the anointing of god all of a sudden i felt electricity all over me oh my jesus i can recall that experience i felt electricity all over me and i started to ask myself what's this i want more of this i want more of this i want more of this so the anointing it is a physical experience you feel something you feel something so now the anointing it is like a signal that god sent to us saying that he is showing his presence to us it's a signal that shows that you know the lord is with you he is right here with us it's 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 like a stamp that god is saying like you know i'm right here in this place i'm right here in this place so with the anointing of god there's also the power and healing of god we'll get into that later in the podcast so now um one of the like 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 one of the things that shows that like you know how then do you know the anointing let's look at christ jesus christ knew the anointing of god Acts 10 verse number 38 how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power who went about doing good and, and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for god was with him for god was with him so now jesus christ ministered with the anointing of god anyone that preaches the word of god and there's no anointing there's no manifestation of the presence of god that person is wasting time because paul says that for i did not come with enticing words but i've come with the demonstration of the power of god so now you need the anointing the anointing of god is already in the inside of you you need to increase it it must start manifesting each time you pray the anointing of god must manifest because the anointing of god it is the it, 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 you know like it it, it it it's like a catalyst it makes things to happen it's an ability that makes things to happen without the anointing without the anointing you cannot be able to cast out devils you cannot be able to heal the sick you will not be able to walk in power so the anointing of god it's a catalyst it makes things to happen so jesus himself he needed the anointing upon his life god he had to anoint him god himself he had to anoint him how god anointed jesus of nazareth with the holy spirit and with power I want you to personalize the scripture how God anointed Henry Kefa put your name there with holy spirit and with power you must personalize this scripture personalize it how God anointed you with the holy spirit and with power amen somebody this is good this is good so when you are anointed you know like when Jesus was anointed with the holy spirit and with power and you know under that anointing you know like he was able to do good and you all were oppressed by the devil so that means that if jesus was anointed was not anointed he was not going to be able to do good he was not going to be able to heal the sick and to deliver those that were oppressed so if you don't have the anointing you don't have a weapon to deal with the devil 
The devil is afraid of the anointing because it's powerful. It's powerful, it's powerful, it's powerful. So now, what's the secret of the anointing? How, how do I get this anointing? So the secret of knowing the anointing of God is complete obedience to his will. Jesus says in John 8, 29, he says that, And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please him. So for you to know the anointing of God, you must, you must obey what the Lord tells you to do. Jesus says that he who sent me is with me, is with me. The Father is not, has not left me alone. So now when God sends you, he sends you with the anointing. There is something that he packages you with. But for you to, to know that this anointing is with me, you walk in obedience. You walk in obedience, listening to what the Holy Spirit will be telling you at that time. John 8, 47, it says that he who is of God, hears God's words. Therefore, you do not hear because you are not of God. So if you don't listen to the word of God, to what the Lord will be telling you to do through his word, I tell you this thing. The Bible says that you are not of God. So your Christianity is made powerful through obedience. Obey the word of the Lord. Obey the word of the Lord. Disobedience makes you not to see the hand of God. It makes you not to experience the fullness of God. Amen, somebody. It makes you not to experience the fullness of God. Amen. So, how then now do I know, you know, like, how then now do I get to know the anointing of God? So, like, okay, this how can how, how I can walk in full function of the, of the anointing of God, right? God can be only known by revelation. You cannot walk in the anointing that you don't have revelation about. Anyone that you see criticizing miracles, healing, people being delivered, is because they don't have a revelation. The limit of a revelation is the limit of your manifestation. You cannot walk in great power when your revelation is limited. There's a man of God called... Uh, Benson, Archbishop Benson Idahosa, of his blessed memory, the man of God walked in great authority in Nigeria. Of all people that I've ever read about, the man of God was just something else. He walked in great authority because he had a revelation. One day the Lord told him to say, fast seven days and seven nights. And God told him, to say, like, every night at midnight, you are going to walk around your city. So there was this big tree in his, uh, in his community where witches uh, and wizards were meeting every night, 12 midnight. By revelation, God told him to say, walk around. Well, at least you are fasting. I want you to pray every day night for seven nights. Pray around that area. Every night, the first day he prayed, second day he prayed, third day he prayed, fourth day he prayed. Then one night, 
he, he commanded the witches to say, like, I want all the witches, let us meet here so that you can see the raw power of God, the anointing of God, the authority of God. So by revelation, he was able to defeat the witches that were around his community. His community was dominated by occultism. It was dominated by all these things of, 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 of worshipping, you know, idols. But he had to demonstrate the power of God in his community by revelation. So the limit of your revelation is the limit of, of your manifestation. You cannot see, you can only see God according to the revelation that you have. You can only walk in great power according to the revelation that you have. Amen, somebody. It's not God that is limited. It's understanding that is limited. If, 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 if your understanding is, is, is small, if you have limited understanding of who God is, if your understanding is that God can only heal headaches, that's the anointing that you are going to see in operation. But if you believe that God can raise the dead, ah, my Jesus, you will see the anointing of raising the dead in effect. If you believe that, you know, there's an, there's an anointing to make you to prosper, you will see that anointing in effect. So the, the level of revelation that you have, that's the manifestation that you're going to have. Acts 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So now let's break down this scripture. So now Jesus was anointed. But Jesus was anointed with the two different anointings. Number one, Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, and with power. He was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. So now let's look at 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 2 verse 4 and hear what Paul says about he says that and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so now when you are anointed two things must happen you must be anointed with the holy spirit so when you're anointed with the Holy Spirit, one of the signs that you see that you're anointed with the Holy Spirit is when you speak in tongues, speak in other tongues. That's a sign that shows that you are anointed by the Holy Spirit. Number two, you're anointed with the power of God. So the power of God is the one that makes you to walk in authority, is the one that makes you to, 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 you know, to deal with all sorts of devils. The Holy Spirit is for relationship. I shall leave you the comforter. He shall teach you all things. He shall teach you all things. He shall teach all things. So the anointing has two dimensions. It has the Holy Spirit side of it, which is the teacher, and it has the power of the Holy Spirit. It has the Holy Spirit, the teacher, and the power of the Holy Spirit. So now, Paul says that I did not come with enticing words, but I've come with a demonstration of the spirit and power 
So two demonstrations that happens, demonstration of the spirit, number one, and demonstration of power, number two. A believer wants to come to the fullness of Christ must have two different anointings. Anointing within. So the anointing, when you're anointed with the, with the Holy Spirit, the anointing within is the one that teaches you all things. Is the one that works in the inside of you. Is the one that works your character. Is the one that brings convictions. Then there's the anointing upon. So the anointing upon, that's the power. Dunamis. That's the power. Dunamis. Amen. Then the person of the so the person of the Holy Spirit is not power. So the person of the Holy Spirit is the one that builds a relationship with you. He teaches you all things, like what I said before. So now, if you want power, Jesus received the power when he fasted forty days. If you want power, you must fast. I remember the first time. When I received the, uh, when I encountered the power of God, it was when I read some books by Kenneth Hagin. I read some books about revival and I went to the mountain. My first major fasting I did seven days and seven nights. And when I came back from there, the, the, the power of God was, was so much. I remember I met some of my friends. They came to pick me up after seven days. They could not stand the atmosphere. They were, they were being slain under the power of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus received the power when he fasted. When he fasted. So now, let me show you two things that happened. So the first thing that happens is that Jesus received the Holy Spirit when John finished baptizing him. That was the indwelling, the anointing within. He received it through baptism, right? Number two, he received the power after fasting. Luke chapter number four, verse one. Let me, read, let me read it for you. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit, it is, it is the one that leads you. The Holy Spirit is it is the one that leads you. It is the one that instructs you. It is the one that teaches you. So it led him to go and fast 40 days and 40 nights. No water, no food. So the so, so, so when he was there, that's when he received the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The dunamis power. Amen. So now, so now the church must be equipped to have the fullness of the Holy Spirit. I'm amazed some, sometimes when I see that, you know, you know, we, we, you know, like the church is not walking in power. You know, how, 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 how I miss, how I miss, you know, back then in the days, services, they will be full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Today's services, there's too much talk that happens, too much talk, talk, yep, yep, yep. We need the power of the Holy Spirit back on the altar. The altar of God must be on fire. The altar of God must be on fire. People must experience the full manifestation of the Spirit of God. There must be fresh baptism of the fire of God. There must be fresh baptism, fresh manifestation of the power of God. So Jesus, after water baptism, knew that there is another baptism. After water baptism, knew that he needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. 
the Holy Spirit that descended like a dove entered him and possessed the spirit. That's when Jesus became a new man. So one of the things that happens when you get born again is that the Holy Spirit descends on you and it possesses your spirit. When it possesses your spirit, that's when you speak, that's when you start to speak in other tongues. You, 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 you know, like you become a new man. That's when you are born again. Confession is not only enough. The first step, is, yes, it's saying confessing that Jesus Christ is Lord, but there must be a baptism. The Holy Spirit must possess your spirit. That's when you become a new man. Let's look at Matthew chapter number 3, verse 16, as we conclude today's podcast. Matthew 3, 16, it reads, it says that when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. So when the when the spirit of when the Holy Spirit descended upon him, my Jesus, it possessed his spirit and he became a new man. Today, someone is becoming a new man in the name of Jesus. You are becoming a new man. Then John chapter number one, verse thirty-three. As we conclude, John chapter number one, verse thirty-three. Um, it reads. It says that I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So when, the, when, when, when you're anointed with the Holy Spirit, it remains in you. It remains in you. It remains in you. That's the abiding presence of the holy spirit the anointing upon came upon men in the old testament the spirit didn't come on him it tabernacled on him so the spirit did not just come on jesus it tabernacled it found a dwelling place so you are a tabernacle on your own because the holy spirit has tabernacled on you amen and then john Chapter number one, verse 32. It says that, And Jesus bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. He remained upon him. He remained upon him. So what happened to Jesus? That's what God wants to happen for everyone. God wants the anointing. He wants, he wants the anointing to be upon you. He wants, it, he wants it to remain upon you. But like what I told you, that the anointing, is already in the inside of you. The anointing is already in the inside of you. Today I pray for you that let the power of God sit upon you so strong. Receive the anointing of God. Let there be a fresh anointing that comes upon you in the name of Jesus. Let there be a fresh anointing. The anointing is already in the inside of you. It's starting to work. It's starting to work in the inside of you. Be blessed. Uh, and thank you so much and look out for the next podcast. Shalom.